it, it tends to be kind of controversial, at least here in the West. Um, officially, it's because there's differences in theologies and backgrounds and all that kind of stuff. Um, I believe a lot of it comes down to the fact that we really love control and understanding here. Um, we, we kind of tend to only follow something or, or give our okay to something if we're able to control and fully understand it. And the ministry of healing inherently causes us to yield control and not have understanding because it's not our power, uh, because we're, we're submitting to something greater than ourselves. And, um, and so stuff, you know, we, we want to go like, you know, I did everything right. I, I followed the right steps. I said the right prayers. I quoted the right scriptures. So why didn't that person get healed? Um, and there's a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of sermons we can give about that. Um, maybe ask, ask Nick if I can have another four sermons, because <laughs> I'm going to just like, I'm pretty much going to preach a quarter of a sermon tonight on healing, so we're going to skip over so much. Um, but why didn't they get healed? I don't know. I don't know. You know, it's a good question to ask each time, because we don't know. But what we do know is that God is really, really good, that He's an incredibly loving Father, and the Bible gives us really clear a really clear model to follow in Jesus' life, really clear results to expect, um, and really clear directions on, on what to do. Um, and so we can always fall back on that. So what we do is we yield our control, we yield our understanding, uh, we, we come as, as children to Him, we submit to His Word the way that He laid out it was supposed to work, um, and then we get filled with His presence. We get filled to the bursting. We get filled, as the Bible calls it, to overflowing. And then we just get to release what we carry. It is, it's so easy. It's so fun. It's so humiliating <laughs> because we're literally just giving away what we got for free. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah, because in His presence is where power is. His presence carries His power because it's the person of Jesus that is in the presence, and Jesus is who heals people. And everywhere Jesus is, good things happen. We see that in the Bible. We see that here today. All right, so let's go through a few scriptures. Um, we're, we're doing this, you know, not just because the Bible's a bunch of good ideas, but the Bible is literally the standard. The Bible is literally the definition of reality. Anytime anything happens in our, our world, um, we should be interpreting that through the lens of Scripture. This is all Christianity 101, right? Um, but I find we, it's really easy to do without being intentional is to interpret the Bible based on our own experiences or lack of experiences or bad experiences. Something happens, uh, we, have, we have teaching in our lives, and so we go to the Bible and we go, oh, this is what the Bible must mean because of that. Um, instead of the other way around of this happened, but I know that the Bible says this. Um, and so that, that is the way I'm going to interpret it. Um, so our, our thoughts, our lives, our expectations are all submitted underneath the standard of Scripture and filtered through that. So um, we're just going to glance at a few Scriptures first. This is literally like a three-hour sermon. I've got eight whole pages of just Scriptures. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to like reference Scriptures, and I'm going to like hint at Scriptures, but not actually read a lot of them for the first half. And then the second half is where we're going to sit and kind of camp on some of the scriptures and, um, and really read them. Um, so I want to just, let, let's just look at, at the way that Bible, the Bible describes healing, um, especially in the life of Jesus. 
Let's look at his, at his earthly ministry. Um, what did he do? He healed everyone that came to him. Every single recorded instance of a sick person being in the vicinity of Jesus, they were healed. Literally, every single time. People that didn't ask for it got healed. People that got dragged along by their friends got healed. <laughs> People that Jesus didn't even pray for got healed. They just came up and touched him. Everywhere he went, people were getting healed. Jesus was known for healing. One of the reasons people came to him, like that crowds flocked to him, was they came to get healed. They came to see healing. They came because of the mighty miracles. And, and we see that Jesus really loved to do it, too. Uh, because we see people, him healing people who didn't even ask, um, we see when people weren't healed, him continuing to press in um, and, and see breakthrough, rebuking his disciples even when they couldn't heal. He, he actually describes healing. He talks about healing quite a bit as well, sometimes directly, sometimes indirectly. He refers to healing as doing good uh, when he heals the man with the, the shriveled hand. What's lawful on the Sabbath, to do good or to do evil, to save life or to destroy it? He's defining what healing is right there. The woman that was crippled, Jesus says, should it not this woman, a daughter of Abraham, who Satan has kept bound for 18 long years, be set free on the Sabbath from what bound her? There was a man with, uh, with swelling, and Jesus says, If one of you has a child or an ox that falls into a well on the Sabbath, will you not immediately pull it out? We're talking about a father rescuing his children from a dire situation. We're not talking about it an arbitrary roll of the dice in the plan of God, you know? This is a passionate father. One of the, the most succinct descriptions of healing in all of Scripture comes actually from Peter um, in Acts 10.38. It says, God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power, and he went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil because God was with him, because the presence of God with him Healing happened, and what healing was doing was doing good, setting people free that were under the power of the devil. We see him refer many times, or several times, to uh, um, Satan actually being involved in sickness, sin being involved in sickness. When he talks to the Canaanite woman, he says, it's not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. So referring to healing as the children's bread, something so foundational, fundamental to being in a family. He's even asked at one point, the only time he's asked, or that it's recorded that he's asked, is it your will to heal? The only time he ever gives an answer to it, what does he say? I am willing, be clean. And immediately the leper was healed. There's a crazy passage, I'm not going to go through it, where he actually even compares healing to the forgiveness of sins. That's a wild thing to think about if you want to dig into that. Look it up. It's in there. <laughs> Let's look also at what he, he commands. So that's what, that's what he did. That's what he talked about. Maybe Jesus was very unique in that. 
So let's then look at what he, uh, what he did, what he told his disciples to do. We see him sending out the 12 twice. The kingdom of heaven has come near. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse those who have leprosy, drive out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. Maybe it was just sending to the 12 out. Maybe the apostles were unique in that. Well, let's look, him send, look at him send out 72 other people. Heal the sick who are in these towns and tell them the kingdom of God has come near you. Notice um, in many of these times, the Bible and when Jesus is describing it, he's, he's always um, putting together, declaring the kingdom is near and the sick getting healed. It's this, this two-pronged um, attack of the kingdom, a description of it and a demonstration of it. It's beautiful. And then Jesus gives a promise to his believers in John. Very truly, I tell you, just in case we, were, we thought it's ended, uh, you know, with, with the 72 even. Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing. And they will do even greater works than these because I am going to the Father. And then finally, in, in the Great Commission even, they will pick, they will pick up snakes with their hands when they drink deadly poison, it will not hurt them at all. They will place their hands on sick people, and they will get well. And the only qualifier to that was not, these signs will accompany my 12 disciples. It was, these signs will accompany those who believe. That's us. So that, that's, that's like the tiniest overview of, of healing in the scriptures. And I really want to, uh, to like dig deeper into that. Maybe Nick will let us have more. Please, please, this is so good. <laughs> um, but we, you know, it, healing was something he dearly, dearly loved, dearly, dearly valued. It's something he modeled constantly in his life. That he, he, he did it all the time. He taught about it all the time. He modeled it by the way that he lived. And it's something that he empowered us to do. And he commissioned us to do that as well. So that, that's, that's a whole sermon right there that I just gave. So that was kind of the prelude, actually, <laughs> to what we're going to camp out on, which was how did Jesus actually heal? Was he healing as God? Was he healing as man? Um, where, did, where was the source of his power? How did we access that power? All that fun borderline heresy stuff, you know? <laughs> Just kidding, it's not. <laughs> all right. So, how did Jesus heal? He operated as a man with all of humanity's limitations. Jesus, we all know, hopefully, I mean, this just should be, we all know, Jesus, fully God, 100% divine, the, the creator God, who had no beginning, will have no end, created the heavens and the earth. That's Jesus. And... 100% man, 100% human, part of our world, subject to our human limitations, subject to, to lack of physical strength and knowledge and needing sleep and food and all that kind of stuff. Romans 1.3 says, regarding his son, who as to his human nature was a descendant of David. Philippians 2 says, who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, 
taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. Hebrews 2, 17, For this reason he had to be made like his brothers in every way, in order that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in service to God, and that he might make atonement for the sins of the people. This is a huge, huge deal. This is not about him being a great model for us to, to follow in the ministry of healing. This is about Jesus Jesus had to be a man so that we could actually be forgiven from sins. He had to be a human so that he could actually be a substitute for us. He could actually fulfill the law in, in a way that we never could. That is, is at the core of our faith there. So he came as a human. And because of that, all of these following passages apply to us. So as a man, he followed the Holy Spirit in the moment. He didn't walk around with his all-knowing deity mind, um, just kind of slinging miracles about. He was very clear in several, many, several occasions that he was submitted to, he was listening to, he was following the voice of the Father, the voice of the Holy Spirit. Let's look at John 5. Jesus gave them this answer, very truly I tell you, the Son can do nothing by himself. He can do only what he sees his Father doing, because whatever the Father does, the Son also does. For the Father loves the Son and shows him all he does. Yes, and he will show him even greater works than these, so that you will be amazed. John 12, for I did not speak on my own, but the Father who sent me commanded me to say all that I have spoken. John 6, I have come down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. John 5, again, by myself I can do nothing. I judge only as I hear, and my judgment is just, for I seek not to please myself, but him who sent me. Hmm. That's good stuff. <laughs> so Jesus, he followed the Holy Spirit in the moment. He saw what the Father was doing. He heard what the Father was saying. And then through following the Father and Holy Spirit, through communing with Him, abiding with Him. He knew His identity as a son. He was filled with the Holy Spirit. And He went around releasing the Holy Spirit that He was filled with as a man to those around Him. Let's look at some scriptures for that. John 14, don't you believe that I am in the Father and that the Father is in me? The words I say to you are not just my own. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing His work. Believe me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or at least believe on the evidence of the works themselves. Luke 4, the Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me. John 8, I do nothing on my own, but speak just what the Father has taught me. The one who sent me is with me. He has not left me alone, for I always do what pleases him. So Jesus, the man Jesus, was with the Father, was filled with the presence of God, went around following God, following the Father and Holy Spirit, and releasing the presence that he was filled with by being with him. And we see him sitting in prayer with the Father every morning and every night, um, constantly getting away by himself to pray and be with the Father, communing with him. And that's where he got filled. 
So, hmm. one second here. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Give me one second here. So let's look kind of at the, the outline of how Jesus healed and how we're to heal. So this is, this is us. We receive revelation of God's goodness. We're with him. We receive knowledge of God. We go to the scriptures. The Lord opens up the scriptures to us. He's a wonderful father. He loves to be loving to his children. He loves to heal his children and take care of them. We receive revelation about our place as a son, as a daughter of God, as, as literal royalty on this earth, wielding the very power and authority of God, the creator God. Now, I, I, don't, I didn't talk about faith at all in this message, mostly because I didn't have time. Uh, but also because faith is a gift and it's a byproduct of knowing someone. It's a byproduct of having history, having intimate relationship and connection with someone. If my dad says, hey, Matt, I put 100 bucks in your account yesterday. Go ahead and use it. Is it weird for me to sit and go like, oh, I'm just going to have faith that he did that. Like, I'm just going to buy this on faith now. I was like, well, of course he did that. My dad doesn't lie to me. I know he did it. I'm just going to go and buy stuff now. That wasn't something I mustered up. That wasn't something I, I claimed the promises of and yelled into the heavens about how much faith I had. I didn't create it. I, I just knew. I know my dad. I know that he's trustworthy. I know he's got that much in his bank account. <laughs> so like, yeah, he said it. Of course. It's in my account. I'll go use it. That's faith right there. Faith, it's a byproduct of knowing him, having been with him, knowing what he's like. So we receive revelation about him. We spend time with him. We get filled, filled with his power, filled with his presence. Not because we're, we're sitting there going, give me power to heal, give me power to heal, although he will answer that because he loves to heal people. <laughs> we see a lot of healing ministers that are very effective and then go way off the deep end and you know, end up sleeping with everybody. <laughs> Didn't mean they weren't healing people. It just means uh, they were also filled with other stuff, you know. <laughs> but we spend time with him, and we go, Lord, fill me with your presence because I love you, because I want to be with you. I want to know you. Speak to me because you're amazing, because you're my dad. I want to know what you think. I want to know what you want. And we get, we get spoken to by him. We get his, his nature imprinted on ourselves, his power filling us up to the bursting point. And then we simply get to kind of go out and, and leak on people. We get to just walk around, and, and that's just what you'll do naturally. Whatever you're carrying, you're going to be pouring out on people around you. If it's anxiety, it, you're kind of a bummer to be around sometimes, you know, because you're like, oh, gosh, I just feel so anxious around this person. If you're, if you're full to the bursting point with the peace, the power, the presence of God, people are going to be getting that. People are going to be getting touched by it. It's, it's 
That's just how it works. Jesus, you know, we saw the, the passage where Jesus said, freely you have received, freely give. What did, we, what did people receive? What did the disciples receive in that context? The power of Jesus, the presence of Jesus. So they went, they received it, and they gave it away. And people were healed. We see um, in Acts 3, when Peter and John were at the temple with the lame beggar, then Peter said, silver or gold I do not have, but what I do have I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. That, that is amazing right there. Silver or gold I don't have, but what I do I give to you. What did he have? What was it that he had? He had the presence of Jesus inside of him. And he gave it away. Get up and walk. He was just releasing what he carried. Peter even did that, you know, kind of incidentally at times, it seemed, when his, his, even his shadow would heal people. In Acts 5, we see, as a result, people brought the sick into the streets and laid them on beds and mats so that at least Peter's shadow might fall on some of them as he passed by. Crowds gathered also from the towns around Jerusalem, bringing their sick and those tormented by impure spirits, and all of them were healed. It's just leaking the presence, the power of Jesus everywhere he went. So after, after we do that, people get touched, people get healed. Whether they get healed, whether they receive a word of the Lord, whether they get hit by the presence of God, or they get delivered from a demon, it's all the same Jesus working. We go back and we, we give thanks to Jesus. We get amazed. We go, Jesus, wow, that was amazing. And we get filled again. And we get filled even more than we, we had the first time. That's what it says in Luke. Just like we see Jesus doing, going back to the Father, getting filled up again and again. And it's, um, it's almost like we're, uh, we're like, it, it's as much our power, it's as much our doing as it's my water when I turn on a hose faucet, you know? Like, I'm not thinking like, yeah, this power coming from me as I water the lawn. Like, no, I'm, I'm literally just squeezing the faucet, you know, and there's water connected to the, the faucet going to the, the water mains and stuff, and there's pressure coming from there from the, the city water and all that. But I know if I turn on that faucet, water is coming out of that. And in the same way, as we step out, we exercise faith, we lay hands on people, we're simply opening up the faucet for the power of God, the power of heaven to flow through us and to hit people. So it, it's not our power, but we're certainly involved the same way that that hose faucet is involved with, uh, with directing the flow of of water, of, of healing. Mm. There's so much we can go into. So much good stuff. <laughs> yeah, so healing is, is not, it's not an arbitrary act of God. It only fits into the sovereign plan sometimes, somehow. It's the family business. It's the kingdom of light overcoming the kingdom of darkness. It's the love of a father reaching into his children's life and rescuing them. It's the gospel message bundled up into this beautiful little packet that's just declaring Jesus is alive. Jesus is here. Jesus loves you. 
It's something he empowered us to do. It's something he commissioned us to do. And it reveals the kingdom. It reveals love. It turns people to Jesus. Hmm. Love, love can look like so many things, right? Like, Mom, if you're, if you're super thirsty, the most loving thing I can do is bring you a glass of water. You know? It wouldn't be very loving for me to try to stuff you full of, of bread at that point if you just were really thirsty, you know? And that, that's love. That's, that's pure love from heaven right there. But what is love to, to a mother that has never heard her son speak before? You know? What's love to someone that's never walked before? Releasing healing. Giving that mother back her child. Something I've actually got to witness before. Blows my mind. It, it's the love of Jesus reaching his target, given a chance to show people how much he actually loves them, how much he actually cares for them. Mm. Let me pray right now. Holy Spirit, would you come and, and speak right now? Come and fill us with your presence. Would you show us what you're really like? What you love to do? Lord, thank you for your presence. Thank you for the joy of being in you and with you. Lord, would you just keep drawing us deeper into this place of intimacy with you, of hunger for more of you. Would you keep filling us over and over to, to bursting point and beyond, Lord. We would be spilling out and overflowing on those around us with your presence, with your peace, with your power, with your love and your life. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Awesome. So I'm going to stop it there. Um, next week, we're going to do part two, and we'll talk more about what does this actually look like in a normal person's life to, uh, to do all these beautiful things that I talked about. So we'll look at, at just some practical, how do you pray for someone that you just met? What do you do with your hands? You know, they just kind of float around. Well, I don't know. <laughs> how do you not just be a total weirdo and turn people off? <laughs> And how do, you, how do you operate by the biblical model and principles that Jesus seemed to, seemed to live by, even though he seemed very content to throw those in the trash very consistently, too, as he spit on people and stuck his hands and fingers in their ears and everything. <laughs> it was weird. Yeah, so we'll look at that, and we'll, maybe we'll tell some stories uh, about some cool things that we've seen happen here. Cool. See you guys next week.
Does the worship team want to come back up? Are you guys good? Yeah. Thanks, Matt. Is that, is that good? Yeah, great. Okay, great. <laughs>